should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Libby, and you are listening to Mom Treading Water. Now, in my first episode, I talked about being an expert and being imperfect. But did you know that I am also the expert in making excuses? But before we get into that, if this is your first time joining us, thank you. Hopefully you'll find this relatable and enjoyable. And if you're returning, welcome back and thank you for allowing me back into your day. The support and the kind words have really allowed me not to make those excuses. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and also join our Facebook group, Mom Treading Water. But now it is time for you to hear from the leading expert in excuses, me. When I started playing with ideas of just working on this podcast, I was the gold medalist of excuses. I kept finding these reasons, or really excuses, on why I couldn't move forward. One, did I want to invest money? Or did I actually have that appropriate space to record? Or do I really have the time? Who was really going to listen to someone like me? And if they did listen, would my confidence be completely shot if people were mean or they were unkind or someone just didn't like it? Clearly, this list could go on indefinitely. And with all these excuses, it made me think to myself, am I really an expert in anything? I'm not a teacher, not a social worker, definitely not a comedian. I'm not even a great mommy crafter who can come up with these brilliant ideas out of nothing. But then it finally hit me. I realized I am an expert in being imperfect because no one can find fault or pessimism in anything like I can. And acknowledging that I am an expert in imperfection, it made me realize it also made me an expert in making excuses. Or again, as I like to call them, reasons. But the reality and this ugly truth, it was all, we'll call it fertilizer because I'm gonna keep this clean. And this isn't a new skill, nope. I have been perfecting excuses since I was young. I always, and I still do, fear what people will think of me. Are they going to make fun of me? Are they going to mock me? Are they going to talk about me negatively? And later into adulthood, I still continue to create those barriers. And not only did I create those barriers, I perfected it. But now, as an adult, I need to own my own behavior. And I did take risks, but the risks I took were not really risks that exposed me. I always had a backup plan. There was always a plan B, a plan C. And those risks that I were taking were more about gaining others' approval, even if it wasn't what was going to make me happy. I was looking for those accolades. I was looking for that praise. But again, that's all on me. That's my insecurities that allowed me to be in that situation. And for good or for bad, the only way that I was ever able to control my anxiety was through the approval or the praise of other people. Those fears of failing and then having to explain why I failed were paralyzing. They still are for me today. 
I cared about everyone else's perception from my family to friends to the pizza delivery guy. Again, I feared about being mocked and pitied and laughed at. Anything that people could say or do to make me feel bad about myself. I was looking for approval through others instead of finding it within myself. Because it was always about what was making others happy. What was making others proud. And it was never enough. And it was never enough for me. It never made me fully happy. The truth is some of my fears were definitely warranted. But especially as an adult, why did I even care? What was I truly worried the worst that was going to happen? And those people that I was concerned about were an extremely select few. I'm so beyond blessed that I have very special people in my life who support me unconditionally. They encourage me. They help me continually to search for the positive. They keep it all in perspective for me. Even if it's things I don't necessarily want to hear. These people are truly my angels. Here's an example. During my professional career, I had won an award. And I was so excited. I was so happy. My husband, James, unbelievably supportive. You would have sworn I won a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, at the same time, someone else had also had an accomplishment that deserved praise and recognition. But there was one person that I was hoping would be proud of me. And every time my success came up, it automatically was dismissed or ignored. And I don't believe it was intentional, but it was just viewed that this other person's success held more weight. This was someone I was looking to for encouragement and support. But I think because my success was not as large monetarily or it wasn't as publicly known or available, it was inadvertently dismissed. Again, I do not think this person's intention was to make me feel bad. It was just habit. It's just what happened. But it's on me. It's on me for expecting that praise to make myself feel good about myself. When I was getting that, my husband, again, was amazing and so supportive and so encouraging. It's on me. It's on me also from not learning from the past because this was this has been a repeated behavior. And I believe it was Einstein who said, the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. My expectations were insane. I was doing the same thing over and over and I was getting those same results and I was getting frustrated again over and over. Again, it's all on me. I focused on the one person, that one somewhat negative situation that didn't find the value, even though I know I worked hard, that I earned that. Clearly, my husband was amazing. My coworkers were amazing. My boss was amazing. But that one person, I let them give power in making me feel bad. I 
I needed to be proud of my accomplishment. I had to realize, and I do now, the hard truth is I'm never ever going to win or be valued in the same way as that other person is valued. And that's okay. It has to be okay because again, I'm going to be literally insane if I keep trying to do those same actions over and over again. It's never going to happen. I now know I need to find that validation in me. I need to stop making excuses or reasons why I don't do something because of that fear that is very real that I absolutely have experienced from stopping me to move forward, to do something better for myself, something that makes me feel more whole, more confident. And looking for that affirmation, it it only upsets me more. I'm sure some of you are saying, have you talked to this person and told them how you feel? Yes. Had this conversation like a broken record. And again, not out of malice or unkindness, but normally the responses are, you're making this up. It's in your head. You're too sensitive. And then there'd be some not so subtle teasing mockery about how I get so upset and I'm so dramatic. But you know, I am actually grateful for this experience because I've grown from it. It's made me more confident. And these experiences have even gone into my being a parent. It makes me more aware of listening to my children and not saying things like, Oh, don't be a baby. You're so sensitive or teasing them or just all around. It's made me more aware. So at least those experiences weren't in vain. And although I am the expert on being imperfect, and now you know I am the expert in making excuses, I am definitely not the perfect parent. But it does make me try harder. It makes me try harder to challenge my children to take their own risks, to force me to take my own risk, to teach my children by example, no matter whatever those results may be. When they're afraid to try something new, we encourage them all the more. Because that feeling of overcoming a fear, of not being worried about what other people are thinking about you for making excuses. There is no greater feeling. You just feel like you have conquered the world. We do our best actually not to allow our children to make excuses or to have reasons not to do something. Unless it's obviously something truly legitimate. But then we try to find a solution. We try not to give them an easy cop-out. So with that said, what excuses or reasons are holding you back? What type of fear paralyzes you from challenging yourself, from trying something new, to following a dream? Because it's never too late. So again, there's just three very simple things I'd like you to try to accomplish this week. No more than five or 10 minutes at best. First, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. If you've already subscribed, thank you very much. 
If you could rate it and write a quick review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, don't forget to join our Facebook group, Mom Treading Water, and there also is a link in the episode notes. If you could also please share with any friends that might be interested in as well. And last, the most important thing I would like for you to do. I want you to identify when you make an excuse or a reason, whatever you want to call it, not to do something. Acknowledge, is it fear that's holding you back? What are those real reasons? Reflect on it and find a solution. If you really want to take it to another level, follow through on that. Overcome that fear. It doesn't need to be huge. It doesn't need to be something life-changing. But something just to remind yourself that you can do what you set your mind to. Don't make excuses. Don't be the expert. That's my job. I am the expert. I can't have you taking that over. Find what's stopping you from achieving something. Identify it and move forward. Thank you for listening. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Until next time.